Good evening. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you. Without saying that message, we thank God for you. Listen to us. Once again, we encourage you to tell your friends, your family about what we're doing here at Grace and Faith Fellowship. We come every Saturday night at 7 a.m. And we also have our Bible studies on Thursday at 7 a.m. So invite your friends and families to listen to us and we Pray we're being a blessing to you. We're going to start a new series tonight. We're going to talk about focusing on Jesus. But before I do that, I want to tell you um, New Year's Eve, which is on a Saturday. Um, I'm going to be getting a new series talking about living change in the new year. And so I want to encourage you to listen. Maybe you got um, plans to do something on that night with your loved ones, but I also want you to go back. If you don't have time to listen live, go back and listen to that message. God really gave me a word for going into the new year. And so I encourage you to either stream live or go back and listen to the message. And, and we're going to take that into the new year. We've got a series talking about living change in the new year. So and it's just, God has given me a word for you. And so I pray that the word of God will be a blessing to you. But we want to start tonight talking about focusing on Jesus. We're talking about focusing on Jesus. It's important like that we focus on something. We all got to focus on something, but the question you need to ask yourself, what are you focusing on? Is the key that you focus on the right things so that you be able to prosper and be successful in this life? And so we want to talk about focusing on Jesus. Tonight, we want to talk about the interest of fear and the exit of faith. The interest of fear, allowing fear to come in. When fear comes in, your faith is going to exit. And so we're going to start by reading Matthew's chapter 14, verses, chapter 14, verses 22 to 30. I'm going to read it. In time, it's talking about Peter walking in the water. And I'm reading from a New Living Translation. It said that immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross the other side of the lake. Why? He sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land where a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavily wet fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take heart. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went on, went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong winds and the waves, he was terrified, began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus me reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt? 
when they clamped back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. And so we see here that Peter, this episode with Peter, that Jesus comes to him by night, and they didn't know who he was. The five disciples did not recognize who he were, but he comes to them, and Peter makes a bold statement, says, well, if it be you, let me walk on the water, okay? And so Jesus says, come. But, but Peter, walking on the water of Jesus, he's walking on the water of Jesus, but Peter, he walked on the water of Jesus, okay? But fear set in, and he began to sink, okay? So he's walking on the water, and when he, Jesus tells him to walk away, he allowed fear to set in and begin to sink. Now, in, in reference to fear, Jesus used the word doubt, so we see here, when you doubt, fear can come in. When you begin to doubt God's word and doubt his promises, fear can set in and cause you to, uh, what's the word I want to use here? Reject or reject or just forget about God's promises. You begin to focus on the things that the enemy is saying. Okay, so Jesus used the word doubt, though, in Matthew 14. But let me give you a definition for fear. Fear is simply negative faith or faith in reverse. That's what fear is. Fear is negative faith or faith in reverse. So your faith, you can... So when your faith is negative, when you're speaking negative thing, when you're speaking against the word of God, okay, that's fear. Well, fear, that's fear. Fear is faith in reverse. It's going the other way. It's not going towards God. It's going away from God. So here's the question. Where does fear come from? Okay. Now we know fear don't come from God. Okay, the word of God tells us fear does not come from God. Because let's look at 2 Timothy uh, chapter 7, I mean, verse, chapter 1, verse 7. Okay, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. That's the King James Version. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So we see here. According to Paul, writing to Timothy, fear does not come from God. It didn't come from God, okay? This fear was able to come upon Peter because he took his attention off of Jesus and put it on the situation. So that's how fear comes. Fear comes when you take your attention off of Jesus and put it on your situation. And I know some of you, you're doing it right now. So you, you've taken your focus off of Jesus and you put in your own situation. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, you know what? That's human. That's human. You know what? When things happen, you just begin to focus on it and focus on it. And you're right. Humanity takes over, but you don't have to stay there. When fear begins, when you are aware and you have to become aware, when you become aware that fear is, is taking on your life, okay, you can change that. 
you can say, you know what? I'm not going to focus on my situation. I'm going to focus on the promise of God. I'm going to focus on what he said. So, of course, how do you do that? Well, now you got to expose yourself to the word of God. And then you also have to expose yourself. uh, Put yourself around people who will encourage you in your situation, who will speak a word to you in your situation. Also, your ministry is about being a part of your local body. Let the pastor, the man and woman of God, speak a word to you. So that's how fear comes in when you take your attention off of Jesus, okay, and you put it on your situation. And that's when you be, people begin to worry about it. Well, you know what? What if God was in? No, you have to focus on Jesus. See, that's what happened to Peter. He took his attention off of Jesus and began to focus on the winds and the waves. Now, think about it. Now, why didn't he focus on the wind and wave before Jesus spoke to them? Remember, the winds and waves were always there. But he was first focused on Jesus. And then when he took his eyes off of Jesus, his attention off of Jesus, that's when he began to sink. Guess what? He's sinking on the thing that He's sinking in something that he won't supposed to be walking on anyway. Okay, so let, I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation, uh, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. It says, God has not given us the spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and it says self-discipline. Now, I want to focus on this word timidity. What does that word mean? It says God has not given the spirit of fear and timidity. Well, it's a lot of adjectives for the word timidity. Okay, it's it's talking about timidity is shy or fearful or hesitant. So when you're timid, you're fearful, you're hesitant. Um, another adjective is given to or existing exhibiting hesitation it says uncertain you're uncertain you're hesitant it says indecisive so when you're timid you're indecisive are you undecisive are you unsure about the promise of god okay one idea says you're wobbly which means you i like that because you have no stability because remember the scripture said, I believe in James, it says, you know, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You're wobbling. You have no foundation. It says faltering, haltering. Uh, it used the, the adjective pendulous. Pendulous means a pendulum. You know how a pendulum swings back and forth. In other words, that's, that's when you're timid, you're swinging back and forth. You can't make up your mind. You're going back and forth vacillating wavering okay reserve in matters this is a timid person it says modest or shower it says backwards or coy bashful retiring means all these words when you are walking 
in fear, you exhibit all these adjectives I just named. You're very, I like the word hesitant. You're hesitant. You won't go for it. You're unsure. Okay. And so he said, I didn't give you that. That didn't, when you feel that way, when you like that, that didn't come from God. But it says God has given us a spirit of power. Power is the ability to get results. Love and, uh, and self-discipline. People who are believing God's promises, they, they're disciplined. They're, they have a strong foundation. No matter what's going on, they you can count on them to, con to continue to do the same thing. And this is the way we have to be. When you focus on Jesus, you're going to continue to do the same thing no matter what's going on around you. Okay, so you have to focus on Jesus and not your situation. And we know things have been bad. You know, we're getting close to the end of the year, you know, with the pandemic and inflation and things and violence, rather than all the gun shooting and things. And so there's so much uncertainty in the land right now. But I encourage you to focus on Jesus. Don't focus on Jesus. Focus on Jesus. Focus on the promises of God. Because no matter what year it is, whether it's way back then, you know, or now, the focus of the, the promises of God does not change. He is still true to his word, even in this damn time. So fear is something all of us deal with. We, all of us deal with it. Okay. Fear, all of us do it. Every one of us, fear tries to creep in and attack our lives and begin to try to make us doubt the things of God. But so fear is something everybody deal with. I deal with it. You deal with it. Okay. But, but courage isn't the absence of fear. But courage is the refusal, refusal to give in to it. That's what courage is. Courage is I, I refuse to give in to fear and what fear is trying to do in my life. You got to refuse to give in to it. And you got to count that by standing on and believing on and meditating on the promises of God. That's how it, you're going to deal with it. I'm not going to sit and tell you that fear is not going to try to come in. That fear is not going to try to invade your life. Because that's what the enemy does. He wants to try to bring fear on your life. But you can refuse it. You can stand strong even in the midst of tough times in a bad situation. And you can stay on the promise of God and don't allow fear to take over your life. But we allow faith to stand. We're standing out, stand in the faith of Jesus and what Jesus has done for us and believe in his promises. Okay, so, so fear or doubt cannot just overcome us, okay? We have to let it in. It can't just overcome us. In other words, what I'm saying is that you can't look back and say, well, I don't know what happened. And sometimes we may say that. No, you have to let fear in. You have to let it in in order for it to overcome you and conquer you. Okay, you have to, otherwise, so we, you play a part in this. Me and you, we play a part in, in how fear, doubt dominates our life. You have to let it in. See, if, if Peter had 
uh, kept his attention on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Okay, he wouldn't have fear. So remember the story. He took his eyes off of Jesus. And my question tonight is, have you taken your eyes off of Jesus? You may be saying, well, I go to church. Well, you know, well, going to church doesn't mean you you are focused on Jesus. You know, then you haven't taken your eyes off Jesus. Because if you're focused on the problem, as I said, the situation more than you are the promise of God, then that's when fear will begin to come in and it will begin to dominate your life. Okay, so in the same way that faith comes by hearing by the word of God, fear comes by hearing or seeing something contrary to God's word. So that's what Romans 17 says. Romans 17 says, now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, fear comes by the same way. Fear comes by hearing or seeing something contrary to the word of God. So the question you need to ask yourself tonight is, am I focusing on something contrary to what God said? And I know the enemy said, well, you can't believe this because look at what's going on in your life. Look at how bad things are. And you've been praying, you've been praying, and nothing gets better. Well, you got to focus, stay focused, regardless of what's going on. One of the things we said on Thursday night is that with faith, there is patience. And, and my definition of patience is prolonged faith. Okay. Prolonged faith means that you stay consistent in what God has said. Along with your faith, you employ patience to stand strong no matter what, to keep your faith out on the field until you see the manifestation of what God has promised because faith believes it's already done. Okay. Faith believes that whatever God said is a finished work. So you stay focused. So that's what fear. Fear comes by hearing or seeing something contrary to God's word. We would not be tempted with fear or doubt if we did not consider things that Satan uses to minister fear or doubt. So I love this because it says you won't be tempted if you don't consider the things. Okay, you don't consider it says the wind and the waves didn't really have anything to do with Peter walking on the water. The winds and the waves didn't have anything to do with it. Peter couldn't have walked on the water whether it was a storm or not. He didn't, you know, physically, he didn't have that ability. You know, so whether the storm, whether the winds and the waves were there, the winds and the way, even they weren't there, Peter still in the natural did not have the ability to walk on the water. But what did Peter do? He considered the wind and the wave. That's why he began to sing. And I love this word consider. And I want to, that takes me to the scripture, um, Romans chapter four. And I'm going to read verses 19 through 29. I'm going to read it from the King James Version because I love the way the King James Version put it. But I want you to listen to it. Remember I said, he, if you consider the things Satan is saying to you. Then you're going to begin now. But let's read Romans chapter 4, starting verse 19. And it says, and we're talking about Abraham here. Okay. Abraham, who's the father of faith. It says, and not be, 
And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Man, that's strong right there. So I love what he says. He says, and being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Because remember, Abraham was 100 years old. Okay, he passed childbearing stage. Okay. He didn't consider his own body. Okay. And he also didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. Meaning Sarah was passed. Both of them passed childbearing age. No, hey, at 100 years old, you're not having no kids. Okay, especially the woman. But he said he didn't stagger at the promises of God through unbelief, meaning that God told him and Sarah they were going to have a child, and he believed it. And he was strong in his faith. So the thing I want to encourage is that stop considering the things of Satan and start considering the things of God. Notice what I just said. You stop one thing. And start doing another thing. Stop listening to the words of the enemy. And when you begin to stop that, then you won't begin. Fear will not dominate your life and fear won't take over your life. But then when you begin to consider the things of God, then that's where faith will grow. Faith will increase. Why? Because I'm believing what God said. So stop considering the words of Satan. Start considering the words of God. Stop considering the words of Satan and start considering the promises of God. Don't consider it. Okay, don't consider those things. Don't pay attention to them. Don't focus. I'm not saying deny now your problem, but I'm saying don't focus on it. Begin to meditate and speak the word of God over your life, over your situation. And watch God do miracles in your life. So. He couldn't have walked on the water apart from Jesus, even if it had been calm. So Peter couldn't do it, as I said before. It didn't matter, you know, with the winds and the waves. He couldn't have did it if it was calm. Okay, he couldn't walk on the water even if there was no storm. So he was doing the impossible, whether the situation was bad or the situation was good. Okay. The situation simply took Peter's attention off of the master and led him back into carnal thinking. Okay. So that's all the circumstances doing. That's what the circumstance the circumstances is doing to you. It is taking your attention off of Jesus and getting you back into carnal thinking. You may be saying, well, I can't help it. Yes, you can. You can begin to just stand on God's word and begin to put God's word in your mouth and in your heart. So that's what the enemy is doing. He's using the circumstance to take your focus off of Jesus and get you back into carnal thinking.
what is carnal thinking? Worldly thinking, always thinking the words of the enemy, saying that you know what this ain't gonna work out. This ain't it's never gonna come to pass. I'm never gonna get out of financial debt. I'm never going um to be healed. He getting you back in the carnal thinking. That's what the circumstance is doing, it's taking your attention off of the master and leading you back to carnal thinking. We don't want to do that. I encourage you tonight. Start thinking like God wants you to think. And how do I do that? By going to the word and finding scriptures for my situation. Likewise, Satan tries to distract us by thinking about our problems. Now, I know what I'm saying here for some of you may be tough because that's all you've known is I'm going to think about the problem and you wake up thinking about the problem. You go to bed thinking about the problem and you go through the middle of the day just thinking about the problem. But I want to encourage you tonight. Stop focusing on your pro the problem and focus, focus on the promise of God. His promises are true. His promises are eternal. Okay, his promises will never change. God is true to the word. And somebody said, whatever he said, he will do it. Matter of fact, let me go over. Whatever he said, he's already done it. It's not that he will do it. He's already done Because I'm learning that whatever God will, it's a finished work. It is a finished work. It is done. And I just begin to believe God's word. And you tonight begin to believe God's word. You, you may be asking, well, how long will I have to work? Well, I don't know. But you've got to be willing to, to stand no hot matter, no matter how long until manifestation is seen in the natural. Because God is true to his word. So Peter's Faith didn't fail him all at once now. Think about this. Peter fifth, faith didn't fail him all at once, all at once. As can be seen by the fact that he only began to sink. The fact is that notice that Peter began to sink. So he didn't sink all at once. If there has been no faith present, if there had been no faith present. He would have sunk all at once and not gradually. Think about that. This illustration illustrates that the interest of faith, of fear, excuse me, and the exit of faith does not happen instantly. So this is this is a gradual thing. Because like I said, notice what, what, what I'm saying here. Peter, the Bible said he began to sink. So that means fear comes in. And it's a gradual thing. And you may start off in faith, but then when you allow fear to come in to focus on your situation, now fear is be gradually begin to take you away from that. You begin to sink in the thing that you was walking on. Okay, you begin, you begin to start to become more natural versus walking in the supernatural. Because that's what Peter was doing. He was walking in the supernatural. He was supernaturally walking on water. But when he began to doubt and allow fear to come in, then he began to sink. So understand that this is a gradual. That's how the enemy works. It's a gradual thing. Before you know it, 
you have stopped focusing on the promises of God, and now you're focusing on your situation. It's a gradual thing. So there was faith present in the beginning. Because remember, Peter stepped out on the boat and began to walk on water. Okay? But as he allowed, he took his eyes off of Jesus, well, the interest of fear came in, and his faith began to exit, and so he began to sink. There was, there are always signs that this is happening. Okay, there's always signs when, when we, when we, if we would turn our attentions back to Jesus, as Peter did, he will save us from drowning. So this is encouraging. I want to encourage you with this tonight. So even though you may be drowning in your situation, your circumstance right now, guess what? It's not too late. If you just turn back to Jesus, okay, he will pull you out of your situation just like he pulled Peter. You may be drowning in your situation, right? drowning in debt or drowning in emotional um, problems, you know, whatever that is. Whatever you're going through, okay, all be made because you took your eyes off of Jesus, okay. But all you gotta do is turn back, and you can say the same thing that Peter said, "Lord, save me," and watch God work in your life. That's all. It's simple. It's not. It's not God. Just said, "Lord, save me." You know, God is not mad with you because you 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 doubt it and you allow fear. He's not mad with you. Once again, it's happened to all of us. All of us deal with it. So you have to stop beating yourself up and stop believing religion where God is punishing you or God doesn't like you or he is mad with you. Or he don't want anything else to do with it. That's religion. God loves you. He said he loved us even from the foundation of the world. No matter how bad you are, no matter how far you think you've gotten away from God, he said, all you got to do is says, Lord, save me. And he reached down and picked you up. You need to understand that, that no problem is too big for our God. It's no problem too big. I want to encourage somebody with that. Like, no problem is too big for our God, okay? And, and we should cast our cares about the problem over on God and just keep our eyes on Jesus, who is the word of God. No problem too big for him. I need to understand no problem is too big for our God. So if you're drowning in your situation tonight, just say, Lord, save me. And watch him come to your rescue. And he's waiting, but he's waiting for you to call on him. Okay. And say, Lord, I need your help. That's what I've learned to say, you know, when things are going on, Lord, I need your help. You know, I know you've given me the ability to do this. Help me. And this is, you can pray this. Lord, help me to stay focused on you and not my situation. Because it's so easy to get, you know, uh, get you, allow the enemy to take your attention off of God. When, you know, you look into news and you're looking at your situation and you look at everything that's going around you. And I encourage people, you know, don't don't focus on the news so much. Okay. You know, don't look at it, you know. Or, you know, I'm not saying don't know what's going on in the world, but 
you know, just give yourself a small dose of like I do. I don't spend a lot of time watching news because it just gets to you when you know all everything that's going in the world. You know, read the thing, what's going on, and just believe God's word. Because why? Those things will pump fear into you to the point you stop believing, you stop focusing on God's word. And God doesn't want that. He wants us to focus on him. No matter what's going on in our life around in this world, we know we serve a God that's all powerful, knows all things, and he's able to order your steps in every situation. And guess what? You're going to come out on top, but you got to stay focused on the word. There is no problem too big for him. And so, as I say, I encourage if you're drowning, he is ready and waiting to save you and pull you out of your situation. And he may not pull you out of your physical situation right away. But as you stand on God's word, I guarantee you, you're going to see yourself come out on top. Let me pray for you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for every ear that's hearing this word. God, I pray that you will help us to keep our focus on you. We come against the strategies of the enemy to try to take our eyes off of Jesus. And we come against his tactics and his schemes to get us focused on our situation. But God, we want, I pray that and give us the ability and the strength to focus on your word, to focus on you, to focus on your promises, because you alone are worthy of all the praise. And God, no matter what's going on, I pray that you would give them the strength and the ability to stand on your word, regardless of what's going on, regardless of the situation. Now, speak deliverance and manifestation to their situation. I command and I break every hold of the enemy off of their life in the name of Jesus. We bind the enemy. God, we release faith into the believer and the person like who's hearing this message. And God, we thank you for them being encouraged. We thank you for rescuing them from their situation. God, I know you shall get the victory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, I thank you for listening on tonight. We'll be back with you again next week on again talking about focusing on Jesus. We want to focus on Jesus. We don't want to stay in fear. But we want to stay in faith. And how do you do that? By meditating on the word of God and watch God work in your life. Once again, we'll be back with you again on next week. We thank you for listening. Once again, be blessed. Bye-bye.